right, everybody. Welcome to Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. And I'm your romance level veteran. And we're both Virgin River veterans. <laughs> At this stage, we have spent hours upon hours watching Virgin River. I think we can both say that we are definitively veterans. Absolutely. So we are talking about episodes four, five, and six, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you have the titles? I know you had the titles before for the first episode that we did. Oh, yes. Of course I have the titles. So episode four is serious as a episode five is Mayday and episode six is All's Fair. Yes. So Pat, producer Pat is not with us today. Um, he has a full time job, guys. So mm-hmm. somebody has to keep us in books. And so it's Pat. No, <laughs> we, uh, we both have full time jobs. Should we start with like the major characters first or I think just that's like general what we thoughts? Did last time and I think that's smart because like we said uh-huh. before, sometimes we would do we would do uh like a, a, an hour on uh Lizzie and mm-hmm. and uh what, Ricky and then be like, "Oh yeah, and then uh Mel got pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie has become a pillar of the community. Like, Lizzie's transformation is something we do have to discuss. But let's... Well, she's becoming major. I mean, that's the thing, is she's becoming major, which is great. I wonder how Mm -hmm. many young viewers Lizzie brings in. Like, do you think... Well, you know, I bet you it's, like, people, like... Older people are watching this show, and maybe they're watching it with, like, their teen kids, and maybe, like, their teen daughter is like, oh, Lizzie is cool. Who knows? I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Do you think anybody Um, under the age of 18 watches Virgin River? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's always in the top 10 when it premieres, and it's always in the top 10 for a while. So... Oh, a yeah. lot of people are watching this show. Totally. Yeah, I think that there are definitely, every like, all ages watching the show for sure. I would definitely watch the show when I was, like, a teenager. Yeah. Even though it does skew older, which I love. Like, most of the characters are older, which is great. The, the one thing that, like, stood out so starkly with these three episodes that I am trying to think back, if, it is, if this is something that had been done... In previous seasons, but it's starting to be like pretty much like a a bit of a joke or a bit Mm -hmm. is every episode ending in an absolutely insane um, cliffhanger and then it not paying off at all in the next episode. And yeah, about this season that is really starting to grade on me because it's like. I'm sure that that was an edict that Netflix gave them, which is like, we need, this is streaming. We need to get people to keep streaming to the next episode. So it needs to be a cliffhanger. And it's like, I get it. But I do think that like, it's getting to be a bit of a joke. And I think when you have everything be these weird high stakes things, and then you don't ever pay them off, then it's like, then I, it's hard to care about anything at that stage, you know? So you think ending an episode on a pilot having a heart attack mm-hmm. and it then not really mattering at all the next episode is like ridiculous? Getting, yeah. Yes. I it 
made me crazy because it's like, yeah. Th- so the so for episode four, series as a the pilot has a heart attack at the end of the episode, like, um. Mel is bringing Jack to, like, a romantic island, like, night or two to, like, you know, whatever, rekindle stuff. Yeah. And the pilot has a heart attack, like, minutes into this flight, and then Jack has to land it. But I was like, I think this this plane was on pontoon, so it's like you can't land a, a pontoon boat on land. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... And then within five minutes of this next episode, like, they're like, oh, no, it's fine. Everything's over. It doesn't matter. So yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. okay, cool. And then the episode after that, at the end of that episode that started with them, like, Jack landing this plane and uh, Mel saving this man from a heart attack up in the air, like, Mel walks in on on uh, Doc's grandson, like, opening up the med cabinet yeah. where they keep all, the, like, the narcotics. And then in the next episode, it's just a Ren fair. And that isn't mentioned until, like, solidly halfway through the second act. And it's like, so nothing matters. And then what is at the end of the Renaissance Fair episode? That's the big cliffhanger. There's something. I need to, I should have taken better notes. Oh, oh, gosh. I'm trying to remember, too. Uh... Well, we'll fig- we'll remember it. Yeah, we'll figure it out as we talk about it. But it's like, again, and I'm like, listen, I know this is not going to pay off. Because it's like, if you had had that pilot episode and then it's like Mel and Jack are stranded for the day or two and they have to like really work on their issues and it's like almost a bottle episode. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Then you're doing something. But it's like, yeah, I, it's and not that I don't still love Virgin River and don't still want to watch every single episode because I'm still here and I'm still loving it. But it's getting to the point where it's like, it, it feels a little unmoored in that way, you know? Is the cliffhanger Mel's stomach pains? Or does it Oh, end? that's it! Yeah. Yeah, it ends with her calling Doc because she thinks she's having another miscarriage. Oh, poor Mel. It, Jesus. It's I like, know. she has to, she has to um, help give birth to a stillborn baby She's mm-hmm. got Jack freaking out, which is funny, though. So they're on a little puddle jumper and like there's a huge like the, the pilot has a heart attack and Jack has to crash land the, the plane, not crash land, but he has to land the plane. And it's like, that's something you'd be worried about the baby with. Right. Not like <laughs> jogging, which is what he was upset right. about. So right, the amount of stress that you would have with like, I might be about to die in a plane crash, I think. Yeah, supersedes in one mile jog. So, okay, so let's talk about Mel and Jack. Okay. A little bit. So they had that going on. Jack is starting to drink heavy again. Mm-hmm. And it's being, well, he he gets a visit from, who is it? It's like, it's one of his old buddies, right? It's the guy, it's the brother of the guy kid he, that was yeah. killed in Iraq. Yeah. yeah. Or Afghanistan. I forget where they were. And that sends him spiraling. Mm-hmm. And he he reads the letter that the the kid sent him, right? Mm-hmm. Or wrote him. And then he eventually burns it. Which is in fucking sane. Yeah. If I had a child and they're la- like one, it's like take a picture of the letter and text it to pa- to 
Jack. But I get you don't want to do that because this scan is scan it sure PDF. To, yeah. Yeah. Like that. Like whatever. I understand. But it's like if that was the last thing that my son who died communicated to me mm-hmm. and this jerk off burned it, I would be livid. I would set his house on fire. Well, like, it shows. Like it? it shows that Jack is the center of his universe. Yes. Right. Like we knew that. And the fact that he like loves Mel and he does nice things for Mel doesn't does not negate the fact that Jack is like I said, Jack is king. Jack mm-hmm. is the center. Everything is about him. Mm-hmm. The babies he cares about are important and the babies he doesn't care about he'll just buy houses for and just hope that everything goes away. Or get mad yeah. that other people know the sex of the babies that he's dreading having. We need to talk about because again, these three episodes we had very, very we had one Charmaine scene. And yeah. so Charmaine Coming is in, married. Talking to this about preschools. Guy. Yeah. She wants Jack to give money for this preschool, but also is like, then don't give me the money. But yes. the way that Jack is trying to manipulate Charmaine and like Jack hates Charmaine. Yes. And it's like, you do have to get to this point of like, this woman is going to be the father of your children. So either say, I don't want anything to do with you and I will sign over my parental rights, which you can do. And Charmaine is open to as well. Like, I think it'd be one thing if Charmaine like didn't have anything else and she was depending on him emotionally, but like, she's not, she has a husband. So it's like, just sign over your parental rights but the way that he, like, keeps her on the hook and, like, she shows up and just says, like, hey, we agreed on this. He somehow could not find the time to go toward this preschool, but didn't like it because a kid was, like, playing golf on the brochure. And it's like, okay, mm. golf is a is a, a a blight on society, but that's a time for another – that's another thing. Yeah. And it, it it's, it's so insane. And then it's like, oh, you know the birth of your children. Uh, like, you know the sex of your children now. Like, that's bullshit you didn't tell me. And it's like, Jack, are you showing up to these uh, doctor's appointments? Are you He's calling not. her once a week, checking in on her? It's like, you're not, so fuck you. So if you don't want to be involved in that, like, there, you cannot separate a mother from her children, especially when the the she is still pregnant with the two fetuses. It's insane to be like, I care about these children and I do not care. And you could live or die. You That doesn't work. And I think it's like, I, I'm the characterization of Jack in this season is upsetting because it's like, he is turning into such a self-centered jerk. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think like Mel can pull him out of that because yeah. even with Mel, he's like, I care more about the fetus than I do about you as a whole person. Because like, for Mel, she's like going running is something that she's always done and it helps her mental health and it's something she likes to do. And he's like, no, you have to stop anything that I don't agree with because you're now carrying my seed. And I find that to be gross and repulsive and I hate that so much. And there's a not subtle... Okay, so like to say that it's alluded to and it's under the surface, I would say is not true because... I strongly think that the way Jack is treating Mel, he looks at her as flawed because of her miscarriage. He Mm. looks at her as not capable of 
of of having a a healthy child. Like you know what I mean? Like the way he's acting is like I know you are not a great carrier for my child, but I will figure out a way to make you be able to have this baby and not mm-hmm. fuck up like you did before. And I'm I'm saying that through Jack. I'm not yeah, obviously like. I don't want to be callous, but that's how strongly mm-hmm. I feel it, right? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that's like you can't come back from that mm-hmm. as a couple. I don't think. And, I've, and Mel has been, and like, listen, Mel is great, and I obviously love Mel and a big Mel fan. Mm-hmm. And she's been such a she's done a very good job of like really compartmentalizing everything that's happening and really yes. just being like, well, Jack is worried, but it's like miscarriages are extraordinarily common. And the Mm -hmm. issue of our society is we don't talk about it. So every woman who goes, and this is changing for the better, but it's like then every woman who goes through a miscarriage thinks she's the only one and she's not. Yes. And there's also nothing about having a miscarriage that means you can't have a healthy, normal pregnancy. Mm -hmm. It just happens. And so it's like Mel is doing a good job of being like, oh, he's just kind of worried about me. But I think... I hope that there ends up being a conversation where she's like, cut the shit. Like, I am also a midwife and a medical professional and have been one for years. So I know what to do and I know what is safe and I also want this baby. So I'm not going to do anything to put the baby in harm's way. Like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. And that's the thing with Jack that I'm finding really frustrating. It's like everybody kowtows to him he mm-hmm. is the center of the universe. Whatever he does, you know, he's the pillar of the community and all this stuff. But it's like nobody ever holds his feet to the fire. And it's like, you're being an asshole. Like somebody needs to be like, you are being an asshole to Charmaine. It's upsetting. And you are being an asshole to Mel, even though I know you're professing to love her. But the way you're loving her right now is like upsetting. You yes. know? Yes. And, and like, yeah. and you shove everything off on Preacher. Uh-huh. And they do it again when they go on their, like, trip. It's like, yeah, Preacher will take care of everything. It's like, Preacher needs to have a life. Like, Preacher needs to have his own life. Not somebody else's kid, right? Not somebody Mm -hmm. else's violent past that he has to bury bodies for. Like, Preacher needs something of his own. That That is his. That is not part Jack's. That is not tied to anybody else's past that's what i want for preacher yeah yeah preacher's so, code codependency i think it's like you spend enough time being like i feel bad for him and, it's, and like it still drives me crazy that he asked to own part of the bar and jack said no yeah <laughs> because he is that place but it, you do get to a point where you're like preacher you are an adult man like you need to fix this problem that you have because like it's not cute anymore and like preacher is now kind of dating his instructor which I think is good like she seems cool she seems good she seems to not have like severe emotional issues or be running from the law (laughs) yeah she's just like a normal woman with a normal job so I like that relationship but I would love to see Preacher like actually stand up for himself I don't think it's gonna happen but like well because Paige is gonna come back Paige is gonna come back and I'm already like ugh and we already know yeah. that the twin of the guy that died is coming back because he had something to do with shooting Jack. Mm-hmm. So we know that whole thing's going to resurface. And yeah. 
And then it's like with Charmaine, we know that her husband's going to turn out to be a scumbag and Jack's going to fix everything. And it's like, fucking Charmaine. Now, I've mm-hmm. never seen this show. Have you watched any of that Kevin can fuck himself? No. Okay. Well, uh, the concept of that is like this woman lives in the sitcom world that's like a king of queens sort of world, but she's – it then turns into a drama. I've never seen it, but this is what I, I okay. get from it. But it turns into a drama where she's trying to extricate herself from this horrible man. Mm-hmm. And it's like we've talked about the Charmaine spinoffs, the Charmaine parallel shows going on. And truly, like, Charmaine is being abused by Jack. Yeah. And the fact that I know that, like I said, what's going to happen is that the husband's going to be a scumbag and Jack's going to come to the rescue and makes me feel so bad for Charmaine that she lives Mm -hmm. in this world where she's looked at as a villain and this guy's looked at as a hero. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, listen, we're we're talking a lot. I mean, we still love the show, and we still love Jack and Mel, and we still root for them. I think, me personally, you can say you don't. I'm not. I don't want to speak for both of us, but mm-hmm. I do think, like you said, this is a pivotal season where mm-hmm. you really either got to face who Jack is right now, or he's going to be untenable as a lead. Hmm. Yeah. And I think, like, I can forgive, like, last season because it was, like, COVID and they were such an early show to go back through COVID and Mm -hmm. you couldn't have all the actors you wanted and a shooting, I'm sure, was a freaking nightmare. So I get that that's, like, things got weird that season, but I think it's, like, this we need to start course correcting and it doesn't feel like, it it doesn't feel like there's an overall arch to the show. Like, it feels like they're just, like, okay, what's the next wildest thing that could happen in this moment? But like mm-hmm. Jack's an alcoholic or he fights with Charmaine or something. And it's like, fine. But I need to th- know that, like, there's people are like, okay, this is where we want the character to be at the end. Yeah. You know? Which is, like, with a show like this, like, a romance-based show, it's, like, there is an aspect of, like, you have to kind of, like, put the the characters in precarious situations and things like that to, like, have them come back to each other. So it's, like, they could be doing that. Like, they're going to split up because, like, Jack is just not in a place where he can be a good partner, which is, like, kind of where he's going, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And we've seen the drinking thing happen before and the mm-hmm. fact that it's happening again. And like I said in the previous episode, when he's not, like, showing him being a bad drunk is him drinking hard liquor. He drinks mm-hmm. beer all day, every day. So, like, the guy's alcoholic no matter how you slice it, right? Mm-hmm. So that also needs to be taken into account, that he owns a bar and he's an alcoholic. But I also think, and, like, listen, obviously I'm not an expert on addiction or anything like that. But it's, like, I think being an alcoholic is when it starts interfering with your life. And I will say, I don't see it interfering with his life other than, like, him wanting to drink. So it's not like, okay, he's sitting out and he's drinking and he can't function the next morning. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Or he's, like, ignoring things or he's acting inappropriately. Like, he... He just is somebody who drinks a lot, which, like, I'm whatever. Anyone but can decide to not drink for whatever reason. But yeah. I, it's, like, if you're trying to say this is somebody – I, like, he has more of a, like – like, he has issues, and I don't know that, like, alcohol is number one. 
That's you know. <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> because it's obvious we're supposed to see his drinking as a sign of his like anxiety. Yeah. And I think maybe it's not done well enough. Like, I mean, he's not, like you said, you're right. He's not late to things, stumbling in, all that stuff. But, like, the way you see him drink, if it was if it was dramatically shown correctly, he would be an mm-hmm. alcoholic. Like, mm-hmm. if, if, if they integrated into the narrative correctly, he, he, is an, he would be an alcoholic. But also, we don't know... If it's getting in the way of his business, because Preacher takes care of everything at Jack's Bar anyway, so mm-hmm. so it, it, who knows if it's if it has affected his uh, job? Yeah. So anything else about so Mel's having pains in her tummy, which yeah. it's going to be nothing. I mean, we know they, it's not going to be nothing. They cannot have her miscarry again. They just can't. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I think that they could, they could, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that they will, but also it's like, there's something about like TV and babies. It's like, nobody wants a baby. Every, like getting pregnant is always one thing, but it's like, I don't want my main character to have a baby because then it's just about the baby. Like, then it's either like, then we have an entire season of just like them with a baby yeah. Or we have an entire season of them basically neglecting a baby. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah, neither you never is see this baby. Good. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I like story wise, I don't know. I think I would be okay if she ended up miscarrying again. I mean it would be awful, but I think it's like and honestly it's like it would be interesting to see a woman like Mel have to wrestle with the idea of what her life could be like if she's not a mother. Yeah. You know? And I think that's not something that's seen very often. And I think that's something that could be really interesting from a story point of view. But also like this is a ro- like this is a romance show. Yeah. This is not that kind of show, you know, necessarily, but maybe. I think it's all building up to she finally and this is not like I'm not trying to be cruel, but like this is finally her overcoming that flaw and having a child with Jack, right? You know what I mean? It's like, well, and because that's within kind the confines of, of the story, yeah, within the confines of the story, they see it as a flaw. Obviously, yes, we don't. It's it's not a flaw. It's not at all. As a, yeah, when you're an actual like person, but like this is this is how they are presenting it to us, which is also yes. like, I gotta say, don't love. It is 2022. Me yeah, me neither. Um, I like that we were like, okay, we're only going to go till uh, 10.30 and we'll have time to talk about everybody. We've talked about two people. <laughs> well, but they're the most important people. I mean, I think... Yeah. I mean, we can talk a little bit about Brady and Bree, who are now like... They had their sensual night. Bree found a bug out bag full of money. Mm-hmm. And Brady was gonna bounce because he didn't want... Bree to get hurt, and Bree's like, "No, let's let's fuck with Calvin and the druggies." Yeah. So she got like, a little nasty streak in her, which I like. Yeah, I love Bree and Brady, and also like they are the only couple in the show where I'm like, these two fuck, and not saying that oh, the actors yeah. have because I know nothing about the actors, but like there is palpable sexual chemistry between the two of them, and I'm like, oh yeah, 
these two, I, like these two want to fuck each other. <laughs> like I've you always know? been down on Brady, mm-hmm. but when you put him with Brie, like I get why she wants to fuck him. Like mm-hmm. I now see him as like a hot dude through her eyes. Mm-hmm. So not, I don't like him necessarily as a character, but I get why he's hot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is big for me. It's big for me. You, you listen, you came through. And then there's Doc and Hope, which is, like, not a ton, like, moves forward with their story. Doc is weirdly obsessed with this idea that Hope is, like, no longer herself. And Hope mm-hmm. is pretty much the same. She's like, just as obnoxious things- and, sh- and, and nebby and socially, like, uh, maladjusted as she's always been. And we love her for it. And we, we don't love want her, her to yeah. change. Those at are all positive. All. Those are all her, positive. That, the, yeah, those are all positive traits that we're, we're obsessed with. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And, and so Doc's need to have Hope be exactly as she was, even though she is like 95% exactly as she was, it's like they're both getting older. So it's like there are going to be things that change, just like as you're in a relationship with somebody for a long time. And as people get older, it's like you do forget things. And, you know, I understand Hope has been dealt this huge blow in that, like, one of her dear friends has passed away. She wasn't allowed to grieve knowing that one of her best friends was ill. And that is a really mindfuck of a thing. And then she doesn't remember saying goodbye to her best friend. You know, it's that's really hard. And I think that's something that would affect somebody for, like, months and years. And I think Doc is kind of like, I don't understand why you're still upset about this. And... Wanting her to go to the neurologist and stuff, and it's like, she just doesn't, she just doesn't want to. And it's like, does it matter at this stage? You know? Do you think? Because they've softened Doc considerably. Yeah. Like the Doc we first met initially was such an asshole to Mel, and now he's mm-hmm. pretty much just a huge softy. Like they've really mm-hmm. taken all the edge off of him. But is there mm-hmm. an element of Doc looking at Hope and and, and what's happening to her? And seeing a reflection of his old age and a fear, reflecting a fear back where he's like, I'm going to have to give up my practice at some point. And she's going to maybe lose all her mental faculties. And like, this is real. Like, this is happening. Mm -hmm. And do you think that's why he's upset and acting out? Yeah, I think there's a part of that. And I don't think that that's even like a personality flaw. Like, I think that's like a very natural reaction to seeing your partner do that. And also, I think Doc softening has a lot to do with hope. Because Mm -hmm. when we first meet them, they're fully estranged. Like, they're not together. They're basically divorced and everything but, like, papers. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense character-wise that Doc's personality would have changed, but through knowing Mel as well. So I think between Mel and Hope, it's, you know, sometimes characters go through these full personality changes and you're like, what the hell? But, like, for Doc, I'm like, this all tracks everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah, I mean, that could be it. And also I think he didn't want Mel to come because he didn't want to give up any control over his practice and I also get that he could be like, oh, okay, I'm back with my wife, with a woman I love. I see now what the future could be after retirement, which would be like spending time with this woman I love. And I can see then 
that she had this like traumatic brain injury that she maybe isn't a hundred percent herself like that being terrifying because then he's like okay well i just got comfortable with the idea of retirement looking this specific way but if it doesn't look this specific way then like what the hell am i doing mm -hmm. you know it's all very understandable. I mean, their relationship is interesting. And also, like, speaking of characters who fuck, like, Hope and Doc have amazing chemistry as well. Yes, yes. They still they fuck. They definitely still fuck. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then quickly, Denny, Lizzie, Ricky. Yeah. Ricky still fucking sucks. I he sucks. I hate him so much. Denny is well. So Denny, like we said, has moved into moved into the clinic short term. Mm -hmm. Mel finds him trying to get drugs. So I was always like, no, Denny doesn't have any ulterior motives. But then with that, I'm like, okay, so like, is he an addict or is he selling drugs? Like he's not. He doesn't act like an addict. So no. I would be surprised. But I guess what does an addict act like? I don't know. Exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever they, however they need to act to get drugs. Yeah. Uh, and I also think, I so in the, we have to talk about the Ren Fair episode in general, but like the Ren Fair episode where like Liz and Ricky put on a, a scene from Romeo and Juliet and then Denny, like Lizzie's so surprised that Denny's like, oh yeah, I'll just watch it because this is something you really want to do and I, and I want to watch you do something that you're excited about. Yeah. And like that Lizzie was surprised by that being the reaction. I was like, geez, Lizzie. <laughs> she breaks my heart, you know, because it's like that's yeah. normal. That's how she's, like somebody who cares about you acts. She's you know? been so mistreated by losers. Mm -hmm. Yes. But also Denny likes to get cucked. Pot, yeah, eh, maybe. That's possible. No, but I know what you mean. It's like poor Lizzie. She has always just looked at herself as like eye candy for men mm -hmm. and hopefully now this is her saying oh no I want more because you said it perfectly in the last episode about how Lizzie you can't allow people like Ricky into her life because then mm -hmm. they feel like they are owed women oh, of that Lizzie. caliber yeah. and it's just not true mm-hmm and of course, there's a lot more to to the relationships than looks and everything, huh? But just in general, Lizzie is she is funny, she is nice, she's beautiful, and she's probably going to end up doing a lot of good things. She's still super young, so just because she has like a wild edge doesn't mean that she's not going to end up somewhere great. But Ricky's mm -hmm. just a fucking loser. No, it's not just about looks. But it is about looks. And also, it's like, if Ricky was an amazing stand-up guy and treated her really well and was, like, well-adjusted and wasn't just, like, tr treating her well so that she would fuck him, yeah. then I'm like, be together. Like, yes. I I'm not somebody, like, if I see a couple walking in the street and one is wildly more attractive than the other, I'm not like, this is, this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, there are other aspects, obviously, of a relationship than just looks. But yeah. it's Ricky is not on on Lizzie's level attractiveness-wise, and then is a piece of shit. Yes. And that's the part that I'm like, so what are we doing here? Like, the way that Ricky feels owed to access to Lizzie is the thing that I'm like, see, this is why you can't fuck around with a guy like this because he thinks now this is his due. And it's not, you know? But then the show wants us to 
does this show want us to have Ricky get Lizzie back? Because nobody on the planet wants that. No, I just want Ricky to go and join the Marines and and do his thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and who knows, maybe he'll come back a better person and then fine, we can deal with it then. But it's like, he needs to get out of that town. It's it like, it feels like, it feels like he said goodbye, like he's at a party and he like went around and said goodbye to everybody, made a big deal. Like, okay, I'm leaving. See you guys later. I had a great time. And then it's an hour later and he's still over by the chips and dip. And you're like, motherfucker, I said goodbye. Why are you still here? Now this is weird. What's going on? Like, should I start a conversation with you? Or like, what's happening? Like, you said you were leaving. You got to leave. You know? Oh, my God. That's so funny. That's so true. Yeah. And so that's my thing. And I just don't. And I think Lizzie is like so integrated herself into the community in a way that I love where like she and Doc have a really sweet relationship. She and Connie have a really great relationship. Like she's, you know, working at Jack's like, yeah, she picks up shifts at places like any like there's so many places where she's just like, yeah, I just picked up a shift. Like nobody's on the books at any of these places. No, no, no. The W twos are a nightmare in this town. Oh, absolutely! So I would love, I, I would love yeah. an, ep- a, a, an episode where the tax man shows up. <laughs> oh no! And it's Everyone's just like really none of you are like this, You don't even own this business. There's no, there's no like uh, <laughs> like documentation here. Nobody's on a payroll. You haven't been paying into to social security or anything. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. And then they just kill him. And throw his body in the way. Connie just stabs him or something. Oh, my God. Oh, the scene where Connie and I don't know the guy and they put on, like, a scene from Shakespeare. Connie fucking eats it up. She does yeah. such a good job. Yeah. I fucking love Connie so much. So what did um, we think of the Ren Fair in general in the scheme of the big Virgin River, everybody gets together episodes? Mm-hmm. Like we talked before Barn dance, carnival. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was barn dance. Fair. It was the yeah, it was the barn dance. It was the picnic where there was like various games. Yeah. Then there was the lumberjack, and now the ren fair. And like this ren fair was insane. Yes. And it is impossible to understand how big or small they want us to think Virgin River is. Yeah. Because yeah. Because this is a this is an insane ren fair where people are wearing costumes. That are like hundreds of dollars. Oh, yes. And yes. It, and it just seems like everybody's like, oh, yeah, I found this. And like they're creating like this rep, like Jack's bar at the Ren Fair was gorgeous. I was like, I want to go to this Ren Fair. Like this seems amazing. And so like a town that could support that is also a town with one doctor where everything is analog. And it's just like, make it make sense. I don't. How many people are supposed to be in this town? How isolated is it? Because it's like we started and there was like nobody in this town. And now it's like, oh, no, this is a t- like a bustling town of like 500,000 people, you know? Virgin River's yearly budget keeps getting higher and higher despite the fact that it is being run by a busybody who mm-hmm. does nothing when it comes like to roads or structure or anything like that and is currently struggling with a neurological yeah. uh, 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 brain injury, 
which, of course, not to make a joke of. But it's like that is the mayor. And somehow the budget just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And these are all annual events. So we have four annual (laughs) events, which is like you do this every year. This is insane. They do so many things. What it would take to plan the like the barn dance and the and the picnic, I'm like, okay, I get you could slap that together in a matter of weeks. But the amount of time to plan a lumberjack games and this level of a ren fair, that would be there would be a year there would be a committee that works full time for oh, a no. year just that doing that. And that's all they do. And it's so crazy to me. And it's like whatever, it is it's it's a silly it- TV show, but it does just make me laugh. I also love that Jack, Preacher, and Brady all went to the Ren Fair as kings. <laughs> it's like that's how yes. each of you think of yourselves. Exactly. In the world. That's so funny. That's so funny. And yeah. Jack is like, yeah, of course I'm the king. Yeah, I'm King Richard. And then he has a completely different co- they have a completely different costume for the duel. Yeah. That whole thing. Which was like great. Those yeah. actors had a great time, and was that was really fun. Yeah, I um, mean, you can't have a Ren Fair without a duel, and it has to be dramatically connected to mm-hmm. the storylines. I, I mean, that's the thing about Virgin River. Like, we're talking oh, – listen, we talk because we love, and yeah. we're talking a lot of shit about it. But when you have an episode like this with the Ren Fair, and then you pointing out the fact that they just – this is – one of four annual big time events and of course in season five there's going to be a new one so it's just going to be like they just have events out the wazoo expensive events out the wazoo every weekend basically is just Mm -hmm. hilarious to me and it's why we love it and it's why we come back to it yeah we don't want anything to change like would we criticize things like i don't want there to not be a rent fair episode i want to no. make that clear like i loved it also i love that mel has yet to be in virgin river a full year it's perfect. yes so many fucking things have happened to her oh my god yeah. so w- real quick we gotta go because i got mm-hmm. a heart out Sorry. and uh so denny is he a druggy scumbag I don't know. Listen, they've done a good job of making him very mysterious because yeah. I like the way that he treats Lizzie. I like the two of them together. Obviously, if he ends up being a drug addict or stealing from Doc or something, then I'm like, I don't love that. And, you know, that's bad. But I think they do have done a good job of making him really ambiguous. So I don't at this. I don't know. I don't know at this stage. I just fear it's another thing where it's like he's gonna be a scumbag, so Ricky saves her no. from him. Yeah. Like, God, just let Lizzie be happy without Ricky. And mm-hmm. then Mel, her stomach pains, gas, right? She just needs to fart. Right. I I I hope for Mel's sake, I hope it's not a miscarriage. I don't think it will be based on like that every cliffhanger never pays off. So I'd be surprised if this is the one that does, but like, I don't, I think it'll just be like, yeah, you ate something weird. And so now you have cramps. She's going to be at the, you, you ate a whole Turkey leg at the Ren fair and here, just take some Beano and it'll be fine. That's just Cameron being like, here's some Beano. (laughs) All right. Well, we did it. Four, five, and six in the books. We'll be back at some point in the future with seven, eight, nine. 
and then 10, 11, 12. But it'll probably be after you get back from London. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we'll have to be back from when I get back. I'm not spending my time in London watching Virgin River as much as I do love Virgin River. But when you're in London, you got to be in London. Yeah, I want to, you know, do British things, so. And again, if you're listening to this, you are a patron. Mm -hmm. Or it's later in the future and you're a regular listener, which is both great things. And we appreciate all of you. Mm -hmm. But until next time, happy Happy watching. watching. Yes. (laughs) I lost it for a second. Bye. No, you got it back.